0: and girls, and prefer not to disclosed, this is the Undressing Underground Podcast. For those of you who listened last week, you already know what's up, probably, because this week we have on a gawker troll named Milton Burroughs, biracial son. I've been editing fucking day though so I'm not gonna bother explaining it if you want the context go listen to Mill Burroughs Cox interview uh, we also have an interview with the elusive three-fifths compromise aka fresh beats a uh, commenter on Gawker that many white people consider to be a troll and probably with good reason. In any case, because I have two trolls on today, let it be known that I, my silence is not agreement. I'm not endorsing all or anything people say. I'm just more interested in the craft than I'm debating because I am not very smart. I will leave the debates to you people. Oh, and stick around to the end for a new segment with my bass teacher from God, like 12 years ago. He's now writing books on Amazon. and He's here to promote them. So, stick around and learn a little bit about Tarot, Tara, whatever the fuck it's called, and Zen. Wicca. That's the other thing. Wicca. Anyway, fuck all this noise. Here's a Millenburle's biracial son. Hello, Rob. Yeah, hey.
1: hey. It's MBBS.
0: <laughs> okay, what's going on?
1: What's going on, man?
0: So, you were really excited to do this. Can I ask? Yeah. Why?
1: <laughs> um. Yeah, I really enjoyed the podcast you had with MBC I didn't you know cuz I know you reached out with to me before that and I thought I don't know I don't know what really any of this is about and I saw he sort of promoted the podcast on Gawker and I listened to it and I was like wow that's really good and and he wasn't what I was expecting either
0: What do you mean by that
1: well, I mean, um I don't know. It's just it's sort of weird. I I figured he'd be much older. He sounded sort of like a young guy.
0: Um I would guess and, uh, 40s about considering talking about doing. I mean, at least 40s cuz he was doing comedy in the 80s and stuff.
1: Yeah, I'd say late 40s if he was like you said he said he was doing comedy in like 86 or something, you know. Mhm. So um but anyway, yeah, you and you sound enthused. You, you know, you were like, "Oh, man, I really want to talk to these people." So I, you know, <laughs> want to come on and tell you what uh, what I'm all about and stuff like that
0: sure so I guess the big question is why do you care so much about him
1: um I'm uh, I mean well I'm probably what you would consider a troll on (laughs) God okay Uh,
0: I didn't want to say it flat out because it seemed evident
1: (laughs) no no I'll admit I'll admit to it it's fine I mean I I change my name a lot. I mean I was only um before Milton Burrell's Biracial Son, I was CA Pinko for probably a couple of months. I usually end up changing my name just to keep it fresh every few months or so. And um I had gotten into it with him before uh, well I've been I've been a com put it, put it to you this way, I've been a commentator for about a year. Okay. And um or commenter, however you say it. <laughs> and I, I you know um, let me let me preface this by saying, I don't own a gun. I'm not in the NRA. Um, I don't like guns. I think they're loud, obnoxious, <laughs> Um So I mean, I don't fit the stereotype that everyone on Gawker says I am. You know, it's not. I'm not. I'm not anti. I'm not into guns or anything. Or I'm not. It's just he's sort of an easy target because it's like every shooting. You know, every post about a shooting, he's the first one, oh, good job, gun nuts, and it gets a little old. And I sort of just go after him a little, you know, troll him a little, because he's such an easy target, you know?
0: So you don't actually, do you disagree with his stance?
1: No, my, uh, well, my thoughts on guns is like, you know, there's like two billion guns in the United States right now. I mean, it's an argument where it's it's so, there's nothing... We can do about it, in my opinion. I mean, I know legislation they're trying to pass that instead of firing three, five bullets, you can only fire three now and shit like that. But, you know, it's gun culture is a part of America, and in my opinion. And there's really, you know, it's just sort of that guy trying to be cool on Gawker and saying, you know, I mean, it's an easy, you know, guns are bad, racism is bad. I mean, it's pretty. You know, what he's doing is pretty childish stuff, in my opinion, on Gawker.
0: So, but don't you think it's childish to troll him as well, though?
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm just, I mean, you know, in all honesty, I'm just having fun. I mean, a lot of what he said, what he's about is what sort of I'm about. You know, I don't try to get too serious. I don't cuss anybody out or call people names or, you know, get that deep. I just try to present a different argument, you know. You know, because, you know, 90% of the people on Gawker are just super libs. I mean, they're just. And I. It's funny, before I even got on Gawker, I considered myself a liberal. You know, I was um, pro abortion, pro gay marriage, supportive welfare, stuff like that. And when I got on Gawker, I was like, man, these people are like lib to the max. I mean. I don't even know if I'm a lib anymore, you know what I mean?
0: I mean, you say you don't curse anybody out, but I've, I have looked through your posts and I found ones like, thanks, pal, now go suck on Hillary's dry vagina.
1: Yeah, yeah, sometimes, yeah, I did do that, yeah. <laughs> I mean, sometimes, yeah, I mean, it could get a little... I don't. I, mean, I just mean like I don't do any like you know f u and, and you know stuff like that or call anyone the n word or c word or you know I try to keep it um, pretty funny. Yeah, sometimes it do, I, I can get a little depending on what mood I am I'm in. I guess I I do get a little angry. You're right.
0: Okay, because yeah, I was wondering about that because I also, I mean because I was I was really curious. I went back through your account and it painted this odd picture of you like between your recommendations and your posts where you seem to jump back and forth but i mean you create a bizarre picture of your history as well like i noticed you saying that you live in nevada but then also saying you don't live in this country but then also saying that your family uh escaped russia under stalin and moved to america
1: there's a lot lot of trolling in there i mean (laughs) you know and and what and what boggles my mind about like milton burroughs cock and a lot of other commenters is they're they'll give you their life story on Gawker. I mean, Milton Burrough's con- he says he's from the Bronx. He says he lives like a mile from the GW Bridge. You know, he tells you he's got a buyer's son. I mean, I can't believe how much personal information people put on the Internet these days. I mean, that boggles my mind.
0: So nothing you've said about yourself is true?
1: No, pretty much no. It's all been, <laughs> <laughs> it's all been BS or lies or tro- trolling, you know? I mean, I'm sure if you go back through every post, I'm sure there might be a little truth to some of it, but pretty much I try to keep people guessing, keep people off, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to... I won't ask you flat out, but the one thing I did notice coming up more than once at least was uh, the Nevada thing, or at least that you live in a state without income tax.
1: Put it to you this way. I live on the West Coast.
0: Okay. So Well,
1: so you did some homework on me. I mean, it sounds like you went back through... Pages and pages. Well, was, some of that stuff I haven't posted in a long time, I don't think.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I, I was I was just curious because, like, just looking at, like, the front page of your recommendations, I found you recommending, like, blatantly racist things, but then also, mm-hmm. like, completely anti-racist things. So I wanted to go back yeah. and just see, like, what the... If one outweighed the other, or like what was just going on, like do you use your account as like an as a personal account as well as to troll? Like do you actually? No, endorse-
1: no, it, it's it's completely troll. Okay. And you know, and and I'll and I'll give you a little personal information. I do. I've been a comment commenter for about a year, and I was like, well, what you know, because I always thought I was a liberal, but now. I'm not so sure, so I went and did a lot of those um, personality tests on the internet, you know, (laughs) are you conservative, are you a liberal, and I'm usually right down the middle. Okay. So I don't know, you know, someone, sometimes some people call me a libertarian, I don't, I don't think that, but I mean, you know, everyone on Gawker always loves to classify too, you know what I mean, you either have to be with them or against them you know what i mean which i find sort of odd but
0: well i've seen you do a little bit of that too i mean i can't tell i mean you say it's just trolling but like i've seen you do that about like muslims like sort of try and force people to take a side on that whether yeah um, islam is like a horrible thing or else they're all okay like you you i mean again you've met you've Flat out said you're just trolling, but um, you've referred to liberals a number of times as just being Islam apologists and excusing everything they do.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, there's you know, there's definitely the new, you know, to in my opinion, you know, Islam is like the new liberal crusade now, you know, and you know, I mean, I understand the reports are only 15 to 20 percent of islam's are actually radical. I, you know, I understand that you can't. Classify a whole group into being bad, and we can't just as a country just persecute Muslims for being Muslims, you know. But it's just, it's just, you know, it's on Gonker, Muslims will kill some, kill a cartoonist or blow something up, and all of a sudden, all the commenters are, oh, you know, these anti abortion people blew up this clinic in 1984, and then what about the Crusades from. The twelve hundreds, you know, I mean just that that's the arguments that I would get into. Is like when people are comparing this stuff to apple and oranges, it's just insane. Well how do you in f- my opinion.
0: That's that's okay. Um, so how do you feel then about like they've been covering a lot the uh, Josh Duggar case right now where he molested all these girls, including his sisters, when he was a teenager. The reports seem to be indicating that there was a cover up through the church, and somebody pointed out that the judge that ordered all of uh, Josh Duggar, whatever his name is, his uh, court files removed, were be destroyed, was uh, instated by Mike Huckabee, who was a friend of the Duggars and supports them. So if somebody were to raise issues about like, the Christian right doing things like this in comparison to different corruptions within Islam in the Middle East, like would you be open to more recent um, examples as a comparison?
1: I don't know. I mean, (laughs) you know, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. A lot of the, I don't comment that much on Gawker. You know, I mean, there's people that are every story on there are putting in their two cents. Stuff like the, this kind of stuff I don't know much about. So I sort of, my, you know, my theory is if if I don't know much about it or don't want to get involved. I sort of stay away. You know what I mean.
0: Well, that's interesting because you say you don't really stay your full opinion. You just sort of troll people, but you only troll yeah. people when you are when it's something you're invested in. So, you've, are you ever taking a position that you don't hold? Then
1: I think so. I, well, I don't know. It's hard. You know, it's hard to say. But like, you know, like with my back and forth with Milton Berle's cock. I mean, the gun thing is pretty. It's a it's a it's a it's a fun argument. It's an easy argument, you know. I mean, and you'd be surprised. There's actually a lot of liberals on Gawker that own guns. Yeah. So you get sort of a big mix of. You know, I mean, when I'm when I'm trolling in the comment section, you're trying to get stuff going. You know, not not fights, or but you're just trying to get arguments and good talk going as well. You know, it's not all about being mean or being rude to people. You know what I mean?
0: Hmm. So. Do you ever feel guilty about what you're doing them because like your avatar is it looks like Chevy Chase and blackface maybe or like yeah
1: brownface. it's from the movie Fletch oh, okay and, remember that movie Fletch from the eighties
0: I'm I was born in eighty eight so oh, okay um, but uh, like you have recommended some things and you have said I can, I mean I can't find any posts right now I, I thought I would seen you had said some fairly racist things but I could be wrong. I mean, do you ever feel guilty about?
1: (laughs) No, I don't think I said anything too racist. I mean, I don't, I don't like go. You know, there supposedly there is quite a few black comment commenters on Gawker, and I don't usually get it to them about it when they bring up stuff like, "What's the big one now?" There's a black guy that killed that white family in D.C. Right. And you know, a lot of people are like, "Oh, you know." This, this is because of racism or, this, you know, this is because of slavery. or I try to stay away from some, a lot of that stuff. Really? Yeah, I mean, it's just too, again, I'm just doing this for fun. I'm not doing this to, you know, to argue or to be mean. I mean, the Milton Berle thing is just, he's just too over the top. I mean, and you'd be amazed how many regular liberal commenters have emailed or messaged me and said, "Oh man, we can't stand this guy either, you know. We're so sick of this guy's memes and stuff like that." I mean,
0: how did they message you? How did they find you?
1: They just see like i uh, getting in a fight with them and they'll just message me um
0: like, like a couple of, days
1: later after the Gawker? fight's over. What's that?
0: Are you talking about like sending you a private message somewhere?
1: No, just on just on um, on Gawker. Okay,
0: just replying to you. Yeah. Okay. Well, actually, that was another thing I had, because I noticed there were those two other accounts on Milton cox Cox's uh, page, and neither.
1: Yeah, them... one of them was like M M L I Milton. Milton. They spelled it differently or whatever.
0: Yeah. I was curious if those were you because they didn't have much of a history. They had like one or two days history of just writing a few things and that was it. And then posting there
1: on. No, no, those aren't me. Those guys are way too mean to be me. I mean, I saw some of the stuff, you know, they were saying whip out your tits. And and, I mean, those guys are troll trolls. You know what I mean? I mean, they're going to get kicked off. You gotta, you know, I mean, I've been kicked off a few times. You gotta be, to me, the key to trolling is you don't wanna be kicked off. You don't wanna say, you know, rude and offensive shit that's gonna get you in trouble. So, So, yeah, I don't know who those guys are. I sort of feel bad because I was in an argument with Milton Burrow, and then these guys just come out of nowhere and write these other troll accounts, and now he's got like four or five people and they're they're complete assholes i mean they're you know you've seen some of the stuff they wrote to him right i mean
0: i think so were they like going much harder about
1: yeah some stuff they're you know and they're they were messaging like some of the women that he was talking to and saying you know saying rude i don't do any kind of stuff like that to women like any kind of sexual nature or anything like that that's pretty that'll get you kicked off you know
0: so you actually feel bad for Milton Burl's cock in this instance?
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I sort of do because, you know, and he won't, re- he won't, I tried to troll him a few more times and he won't respond to me. Now, <laughs> I think I told you this on the email. I'm no longer Milton Burl's biracial son. Right. I think I was kicked off, but I'm not sure. On Wednesday... I couldn't get on for some reason. And usually that's the MO when you get kicked off of Gok or Kenja. You you Kendall you know, your profile's completely wiped out. So I thought, okay, I must have been kicked off. But then reading some of the comments that day, I guess Kinja was actually having some problems, which they never really do. They're usually pretty good. And so I just opened up another account and I didn't save the I didn't save the 16 page key or whatever so I just opened up another account under another name and I was going to change it stuff like that I was I only keep for a couple of weeks too you know what I mean I can't get back into you know like you're going over my history and I could go I can't get back into it now to to confirm a lot of this you know what right. I mean
0: so how many accounts have you had on Gawker
1: I've probably had at least 4 or 5
0: only going back I a mean, year though
1: Yeah, I mean, I've been kicked off two or three times, mostly from Jezebel. I mean, they don't mess around over there. I mean, you can get in just, just stuff I do on Gawker, just normal arguments, and they'll kick you off on Jezebel. They don't fuck around.
0: So how did you exactly get started commenting on Gawker then?
1: Well, initially, I didn't even know what Gawker was until I got on Deadspin from the Manti Tail case. Are you aware of that at all?
0: Yeah, that huge story they broke about the fake girlfriend.
1: Yeah, I was watching ESPN one night, and they said, you know, now on Deadspin, the new Deadspin broke the story. I mean, Deadspin got a lot of coverage on that. I'm like, what the hell is Deadspin? So I um, went on Deadspin. I read the whole Manti tale story, which was very good. I mean, they really did a good job on that. I was like, wow, I have to bookmark this. This is pretty good stuff, you know? So I, I initially got on Deadspin from that, and, you know, I read it like once a week, and then it became couple times a week and then you know by after a couple of months I'm on there every day you know and then of course you see the ads for Io- io9 and Gawker and Jezebel you know if you want to they started cross-promoting pretty big you know so I would just start going on the other sites and uh you know I really wasn't really a commenter for about a year I mean I didn't really know what to do or who to be yeah, I liked the funny avatars and stuff like that you know and then, really, I've, like about a year ago, the whole um, Anthony Cumia thing went down on Gawker. I don't know if you remember that at all. No, I do. And that sort of got me to start, I was a, a, an Opie and Anthony fan. Okay. And uh, not religiously or anything, but I liked their show every once in a while, and I was... You know, I was just sort of upset that now the show was no longer the same show. And I thought, you know, yeah, he, he did some bad things, but I sort of thought he got railroaded a little, you know? I mean, what he did was dumb, but, uh, you know, I was still mad just because I was a fan. I liked the show, you know? So I started commenting about that, and then the Gamergate thing was real big with Sam Biddle. And he basically, you know, sort of did the same thing that Anthony Cumia did. He he went on there and you know, let's nerd bash, let's bring back bullying. You know, it wasn't maybe it wasn't as extreme, but
0: right because Anthony and, Cumia said that they're that black people are animals.
1: Yeah, he said they're <laughs> savages, and so yeah. no, you know he did just get punched, you know, five or six times by a black person. I mean, right? I, this, you know, I mean, I'm not defending him, but I'm just saying I could see where someone would. You know, I mean, I don't have Twitter and stuff like that, so I don't. Mm. I would never go on Twitter anyway. You know, but yeah, he said some pretty offensive things. And, and the thing was, though, that Gawker was the only one that was really calling serious and, and saying what's going on with this guy. You know what I mean? They were the, sort of the instigators, which they, you know, which they do all the time. So mm. anyway, he lost his job, and then Biddle, a couple months later, you know, did something similar, and he didn't. No big, and I like, I actually like Sam's work on, I think he's a good writer, I mean.
0: Because yeah, I saw your comments and you were like hounding them about that, like you were posting the same Man, thing.
1: you went far, you went far back, I mean. I
0: was curious, like I just had yeah. to know what your, I wanted to see if I could figure out your motivation before talking to you so that I would.
1: Sure, sure.
0: Yeah, because you, you're, I don't know, because just looking at your account you were such an enigma to me so i just i i didn't like read every single post you wrote i just went back and back just glancing through everything and seeing Mm -hmm. looking for patterns and stuff
1: yeah so i was like you know i can't believe you know you guys don't fire but you know i didn't really want biddle to lose his job (laughs) i'm just you know that's a lot of things i do is i bring out the, the hypocrisy on gawker that's what i like to do when you know gawker do a story on um you know, slush funds in the Cayman Islands, and they'll be like, "Oh, by the way, Gawker's, you know, headquarters is in the Cayman Islands." You know what I mean? Like yeah. Hamilton Nolan will do a story of how bad people that have accounts. I just love it. I mean, I I like Gawker. I like the hypocrisy. You know, I like that they'll shit on their own. You know what I mean?
0: So you oh, you actually enjoy the fact that they don't care what their owners do and everything that they that they're not afraid.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think that's <laughs> sort of cool. You know.
0: Huh. So why do you enjoy calling about on it then? Do you just think it's like part of the game then?
1: Yeah. I just, you know, I just like going in the comment section, you know, bringing up arguing with people, stuff like, I mean, you know, some of these people, it's just like they, no matter, you know what I mean? Like no matter what happens, America's bad, white people are bad. I mean, it's just the same you know, I mean, there's definitely when you say there's definitely liberal trolls too. I mean, oh, people yeah. that you know, like a, like like you said, the black guy kills a white family, and all of a sudden there's commenters saying, "Well, it's the white man that did this to him, or it's it's society that made him like this." I mean, it's Well, just, you said that. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I'm just repeating what I saw in oh, the okay. comment section.
0: <laughs> okay, so did you ever post just straight on there? Yeah.
1: yeah. Mostly, mostly in Deadspin. Mostly, I'll have some sports take. You know, Deadspin's a pretty, pretty loosey goosey crowd. Pretty non-serious, non-political. You know, what I mean. Mm-hmm. But you know, I'll, I'll, I'll straight post on Gawker and Jezebel too every once in a while. You know.
0: That actually reminds me. I saw that you were. Um... You were—I forget if you commented or if you just recommended comments that were critical of Louis C.K. for the possibility that he has been sexually harassing these women.
1: Yeah, yeah, I did. I, I, I wrote some stuff. I just—I don't like Louis C.K. as a comedian.
0: <laughs> That's it. That's <laughs> the only reason.
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> pretty much. And all my, you know, all my liberal friends are like, "Oh, Louis C.K. You know, oh my god, like, you know, like Louis C.K. He's the voice." Of the millennials and some like, oh my god! I mean, yeah, but yeah. A lot of the stuff I do is tongue and cheek, you know. Okay. But the, the 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 big thing is the Trayvon thing with with Milton Berle's cock. Okay. Um, you know, that's where a lot that's where all this started from from a couple of weeks ago when him and I got into it on Trayvon again, you know. Again. And yeah, we 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 had Milton Berle's cock and I have fought. I mean, he fights with so many people, you know, but. <laughs> I mean, we, since I've been on there a year, I mean, we've gone at it the whole time. I mean, you know, I mean, just a little back and forth every couple of months or something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's it's the thing with Mel Burrell's cock. Is he, you know, I'll be honest. He seems like a good guy. I liked him on your podcast. But um, that stupid meme just gets so fucking old. It's like he's just sitting there waiting for people to shoot each other, and then he's going to post it. And... Couple couple issues I had with it is number one. A couple weeks ago, there was like a rap black rap artist that, that got shot in a drive by, and he wouldn't post it. It's like, well, dude, you know you can't have it. You know what? So when black and black people kill each other, you won't post it. But when it's a white guy, you'll post it. Then I, you know, that's sort of the hypocrisy that bothers me. You know, that was number one. You know, number two, the Trayvon thing. It's just God. It's been a few years now. I mean, he was. Zimmerman was found innocent in the court of law. I mean, I don't I don't think Emmer, Zimmerman's a good guy. I think he's an idiot. <laughs> um he you know, he was definitely looking to be a hero that night, following the poor kid around. I mean, I get that, but see I've um I used to train MMA stuff. Okay. And I've ha- I've actually had a grown man on top of me punching me, and I, I'll tell you this right now, it's the worst feeling in the world. And there's nothing like it. And you know, again, I'm not Hmm, I don't want to delve too deep into this, but I just, you know, the, the Trayvon thing is—it's just—it's—they're never the the Gawker commenters are never going to let it go. I mean, he comes up so much, and it's like, you know, what what can we do at this point? You know what I mean? I mean, the Zimmerman is obviously a bully, obviously a moron, but he was found innocent in the court of law. I mean, how many times do you know? I mean. You know, in Milton Berle's cock, he wears a bit, like a badge of honor because you know he's got a black son, or he says biracial son. I don't could meet his son could be Chinese for all we know. You know what I mean?
0: I'm I'm but judging I'm, by the conversation we had that he's probably black, considering. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I assume the the that cops. too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But um, so anyway, I I understand, but we just the, you know, it's just like oh, you know. I don't know. I just I think I was in a bad mood that day, and I sort of we went at it, and I was having a good time. Like I said, I mean, he he called me a racial racial piece of shit. He was the one that sort of lost his cool, and then and then, you know the thing the other part part I don't like is he said oh he owned me and he buried me and he really didn't. I mean, if you go back and look at the transcripts, we went we went back and forth. It wasn't like he was killing me, but then everyone did sort of pile on me. So then I was arguing with, like, ten different people. Like, you know, it was, it, I, again, I was just having a good time. I mean, I I didn't say anything. I didn't call uh, Trayvon a thug or anything like he said, if you go back and look.
0: I mean, does it ever cease to be fun, though, doing that?
1: Yeah, I mean, it gets, yeah, it doesn't, you know, I mean, it gets old. It does get old after a while, and that's why I sort of changed... I took off the Milton Berle's biracial fun, biracial son. I mean, I had fun for a week or so, and we, you know, we had some good arguments and stuff like that. But, but um, that's why I changed it. You know.
0: What are you now?
1: I'd rather not say. Be honest (laughs) with you.
0: Is the fact that people don't know it's you part of the fun for you?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't want people. I don't want to post something and be like, "Aren't you this?" or "Aren't you that?" You know. I, I. that's the fun i like i mean that's the the mystery you know are you you know people all the time are you a republican or are you in the nra or what you know what i mean it's just i, I mean it's it's sort of fun being being mysterious in my opinion
0: um well, all right uh thanks for talking to me i'm gonna go ahead and edit this now before i have to head out i guess
1: <laughs> okay
0: all right thanks well it's
1: Thank good talking to you, rob i appreciate okay. the um you know, get get let me get my point across, and oh, no problem. Yeah, I mean, again, definitely no hard feelings with Milt Merle's cock, but I, it did sort of piss me off when he said he owned me or he destroyed <laughs> me or I changed his name, just just because he beat me so bad. I mean, I changed my name all the time. I thought it was just something funny because he brought up, you know, he does tend to. I mean, that's like the third or fourth time I've seen him bring up about his son. You know what I mean? So. Okay.
0: Um, well, yeah, that's, that's one of the things I was asked about earlier, though. I did see that you were, I guess, teasing him on his page, saying uh, that you were going to own him and you're yeah. destroying him.
1: <laughs> Yeah, I was just having fun with him. And he won't – that that's the thing sort of upset me. After that, that big fight we got in, he really stopped communicating with me. I mean, I would try to troll him and try to get him into a little – arguments and he really just sort of ignored me so it it, at that point it doesn't become fun anymore you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but you know the only thing i I, I don't know He's, he's got a little good niche going on on gawker with the gun you know people i mean i did it i trolled the meme a few times i don't know if you saw that or i put the meme up before he did
2: yeah
0: i saw that actually
1: and i got i I got like 125 stars. I mean, people love that shit. Well, I mean, a lot of people love that shit on Gawker. His stupid gun nuts. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I, but a lot of people are sick of it too. I mean it. I mean, I got a lot of responses, personal messages saying. I'm so sick of this guy. I'm a liberal. I hate guns too, but this guy is just you know what I mean, this guy's just out of control, so
0: Actually I have one more question before we go. Yeah. Does anybody in your real life know about you posting on Gawker and trolling people? No. <laughs> I didn't think so.
1: <laughs> no, I, I I wouldn't want and you know what I mean? I don't think I'd want I I just like the, the, the privacy of it all. You know, and I don't go to I'm not Reddit guy. I mean, it's funny, the thing about, that's what I love about Gawker is I didn't even know about like Reddit or Vice before I got on Gawker and they go on there and shit on Reddit and Vice all the time and It's like, well, maybe I should start checking these sites out, you know? Yeah,
0: that's why I read the comments because a lot of people, and the, the back pages, because a lot of people will post links to other things I, I didn't know about or just news articles that Gawker isn't covering. It's a cool community there. I think.
1: Yeah, very, very interesting. Um, very left, I'd say. It's probably what, like ninety percent liberal. Would you say? I'm probably. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, oh, that's one thing I would say. If, if um, I know you asked the other guest if if they could be a, a writer or something, could you imagine if they had like a conservative writer on Gawker? I mean, the the place would go and, you know what I mean? I mean, they'd get so many comments, so many clicks. It would be hilarious, you know what I mean?
0: <laughs> I mean, I imagine it wouldn't be too different from when Hugo Schweizer used to write on Jezebel and people used to just go into every comment section tearing them apart, partly because his <laughs> articles would be awful, but also because he was, like, a rapist and tried to murder his ex-girlfriend.
1: <laughs> Jeez.
0: Yeah, that was a... Yeah, they
1: brought up um, another guy... The old uh, editor in chief who who went to Ratter. they were ripping on him hard the other night. Again, this is a lot of this is all before me. I've only you know been on a year or two, so yeah. But the guy that that Max replaced—I guess he had a lot of hate too.
0: Actually, Max replaced John Cook. I think John Cook replaced okay. that guy. Okay.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah, that guy was so, more about antagonizing people, and then John Cook is the one that brought in like all the uh, freedom of information requests and stuff
1: okay yeah i mean i think most of the writers are pretty cool on gawker i mean i know you're not gonna get all the facts on gawker i mean <laughs> a lot of times I'll, I'll read a story and then go to another news site and you know half of it's missing you know what i mean but yeah. i understand what they're doing i got no i i enjoy it a lot i mean there's a couple writers i can't stand but pretty much most of them i think are, are good are good people you know
0: all right well i should really go for real this time <laughs> Thanks again for talking to me, though.
1: All right, Rob. Have a good night.
0: You too. See ya. Bye-bye. What a fucking weirdo. Am I right? I mean, no offense, uh, John Doe, a.k.a. Pearl's biracial son, but uh, I'm assuming I'm not the only person that wasn't expecting anything, just about anything that he said. uh let me just add that he wrote me in an email that he uh he says he claims that 99 of the time that he was rude or offensive is because the other person called him an idiot an asshole a moron or wished a death upon him his words uh he says when this happens the gloves come off and i go into attack mode however i will never call someone the n-word call a female the c-word or call a gay person the fag or faggot that is just too insensitive, plus I don't want to get kicked off even though it's a burn. Alright, and also, how about this for a segway. He saw that I was going to talk to 3 fifth Compromise and he wrote me, By the way, I saw you talking to uh, 3 fifth Compromise. My personal opinion is that he's insane. I've gone at it a few times with him. And uh, I think 3 5th would be good. Would be a good guess because he's extreme left. He makes M- he makes Milton Berle's cock look like John McCain. <laughs> um, well, not only that, but it turns out that uh, three-fifths compromise isn't entirely human, I guess. I don't know. You can judge by the sound of his voice. I was just lucky enough to uh, catch a signal from uh, Rocket Number 9. So, forgive the hasty editing. This only happened a few hours ago because it's not Venus that goes in retrograde, is it? It's probably Mercury. Fucking Mercury. Anyway, here's the notorious Fresh Beats, aka Three-Fifths Compromise. I'm gonna stick around at the end. It's tea time. So I guess, first off, do you, uh, are you open about the fact that you're also Fresh Beats? Ha-ha. I, I never, never really tried, tried to, to hide it, it or make it a secret, I just
2: wanted, wanted a name change.
0: change. Yeah, I've noticed you change your name a lot, usually. Well, before I start using this term, would you consider yourself a troll? You're at least fairly divisive. I'm I consider, consider myself, myself an, an instigator. instigator. <laughs> What's the difference between an instigator and a troll? That I'm not genuine when I, I do troll. troll. It's, it's more, more of a counterculture troll. <laughs> what does a counterculture troll mean? Like a postmodern troll or something? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I or do. You, I don't understand what you mean by not genuine. Like, do you not believe in um? Because you post a lot about uh, black issues and stuff. Do you not? believe in what you're posting, or are you just going more extreme?
2: I do believe in a sense, but it's like people think I am racist. And not to be a cliché, but I've only dated white girls my whole life. Have plenty white friends. Grew up around white people my whole life.
0: I also noticed you listened to plenty of white music in one post of yours.
2: It's just intended to be like I said. Rile people up.
0: I sort of, I don't know if you consider people on Gawker to be friends, but somebody who considered you a friend said that uh, you sort of do it to hold up a mirror to white people almost, like to say, like, to give them a taste of what it's like to be black when these things come up. Yes, exactly. Do you hope that the person you're doing this to gets anything out of it? Are you hoping to, like, make them realize something or just piss them off? I
2: both (laughs) magnificent white people realize, and the racist ones feel.
0: Do you mean the decent white people that are like, uh, that are posting to stuff that you feel like is edging on racism or is racist? Yes.
2: Yes. Casual racism is how we term it.
0: Okay. And you, do you think it helps?
2: Um, some of my posts really get to people. And they say, well, I've never thought about it like that. Some of my other posts, I would say, is me taking out my daily frustrations and microaggressions out.
0: Hmm.
2: An outlet of sorts.
0: So is this the only place you do that then? Is this just what you wait for? Like, at the end of the day, just to- When all that shit's happening, you just, like, you wait to get on Gawker and Jezebel and just, like, let it out on some people?
2: Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I take to my real-life friends about these issues all the time, but, you know, it creates problems. No one wants to be wrong or have their worldview challenged.
0: Because they're mostly white? Yeah,
2: mostly white. I'm one of three black people in my specific field at my job.
0: Oh, wow. I guess that's not that unusual, unfortunately, though. So is that what draws you to Gawker, then, that do the people you're, like, upsetting draw you there more, or do you think, like, the community of black people on there draws
2: you there more? The community of black people.
0: There are countless
2: intelligent black people that post on Gawker.
0: Yeah, I've definitely noticed that in the salad bowl. It's a great resource.
2: I don't have so many non-ignorant black friends in real life. Internalized racism is very real. Yeah.
0: No, I know it. My girlfriend once had to explain to a girl. When we were living in South Philly, there was this girl just walking down the street, this like half Puerto Rican girl, and uh, she was crying and asking to use phones. Use somebody's phone to try and like get a hold of somebody because this isn't internalized racism, but uh, she heard these two guys she was with just abandoned her and she was from like North Jersey. And so she called the police to try and help her. And then it was a, actually it was a black woman police officer that, dro- that picked her up and then just dropped her off in the middle of South Philly. No idea where she was, she didn't have her ID or her phone or money or anything with her. So she's just wandering around this strange area, no idea where her one friend is. When we looked it up, it was like a mile away. And the only thing she could think of for why it might've happened Well, first, she was saying that the guys probably did it because she's ugly, which she wasn't. And then she said the cop probably did it because she's a racist against Puerto Rican women, or against Puerto Rican people. And my girlfriend spent time trying to explain to her because she was dressed like fairly skippy and stuff, like it was more likely an internalized misogyny on the cops' part, just seeing, like, this young Puerto Rican girl uh, dressed, I don't... with, like, short shorts and a tight t-shirt and then these guys are just straight up misogynists who just didn't see her as a real human being. Side note, I love
2: Puerto Rican women
0: and yes,
2: I completely agree.
0: Why is that?
2: Hispanic women work for everything they have and can cook a mean dish.
0: (laughs) I mean, do you feel, do you not feel that way about women from other cultures though? I mean, obviously there's a lot of womanism on, uh, the salad bowl. Oh,
2: no, I do.
0: Gotcha. Okay. I just wanted to make sure this wasn't getting too weird or anything. Um...
2: I'm such a racist.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, about that actually, what do you think about the people that like create these burner accounts to troll you? Like when I was trying to find Fresh Beats, if I didn't know you had changed your name. Google brought up like seven or eight alternative Fresh Beats accounts.
2: Go in your browser right now and look up at whatever.
0: Of a troll.
2: It's the latest in incarnation every post I make he trolls. Oh, really? So, the reason for all those new accounts is that I would constantly get banned from main page Gawker Because of my inflammatory posts against white people, I'm assuming I must get flagged a whole bunch. The thing to realize is that, just like America, white people are the majority online, and they do not like getting their feathers ruffled. Most of the trolls label me. As a a white kid, which just, I have never never been been able to understand, a black person can't be this passionate about about social justice?
0: I don't know, when I talked to um, Milton Berle's biracial son, he thought you were a black militant, which I guess might or might not be true, and depending on someone's definition of black militant, no nation of Islam for me. So, does that actually get you upset when they think you're a white kid then? I mean,
2: honestly, at first it did, but I just don't really care anymore.
0: Do you have anybody that you, like, enjoy, um, talking to despite opposing views on there? Yes,
2: of course. Some regulars who I constantly troll because I just flat out hate them and their views. But at the end of the day, I will start a post post that
0: that I agree on. Okay, but, I mean, like, is there anybody you actually, like, just enjoy arguing with that you—that, like, don't agree with you, but you actually feel like you might have— you might—guys might be on the level somehow, almost? I mean, because in a way, you're a little bit similar to Millen Burrell's biracial son in that he claims that he's a centrist, and he just takes on these further right uh, positions to— antagonize people and instigate people as well. Is there anyone just, like, more I don't know. I'm trying to- I don't know how to phrase this. I'm sorry.
2: (laughs) Are you asking for a specific user?
0: No, no, no. But, like, just, do you enjoy arguing with anybody in particular? Like, are there people on there that disagree with you that it may seem like you hate from your posts, but you actually do enjoy the discussion? Like, I don't want to say, do you enjoy talking to- racist, but I guess that's sort of what I'm asking.
2: It's very much a cat and mouse game, like you said. I don't necessarily enjoy it, but sometimes it's cathartic. Like I said, an outlet of the things I would want to say in real life, but don't. It's pretty much the only way.
0: But do you have, like, another outlet in life? Do you have anything that maybe not directly gives you any catharsis? like not, obviously you can't talk about it much, but is there anything else in life that you just actually find enjoyment in that like can relieve you from this? Or is Gawker like the only way you can get out a lot of this frustration?
2: Like I said, people in my life have no idea. I get on Gawker and do this. Really? Not even my girlfriends.
0: But like, do you play video games or anything? Is there like this is really the only way Papa, uh, of course Okay. <laughs> I was starting to get worried <laughs> okay I,
2: I have, have plenty, plenty of hobbies, hobbies. Comics. comics
0: what kind of comics video
2: games music
0: DJing oh really you DJ too I'm, I'm more, more of a Marvel, Marvel fan okay so like superhero sort of comics like radio DJ or like in a club sorry to ask you so many questions at once
2: no I mean, I I I used used to do some gigs gigs in college at bars and parties. But now it's just just more for me and my friends. Just Just a hobby.
0: What kind of music? I I love love all music.
2: 70s the most. My dad had a big influence on that. I I have have crates on crates of vinyl. Disco, Disco, funk,
0: classic hip-hop,
2: rock, classic rock. rock.
0: Really, that might surprise some people. <laughs> um, the classic rock, I mean.
2: <laughs> ha ha. I <laughs> had a Led Zeppelin sticker on my first car.
0: <laughs> so do you get mad about, like, the classic rock artists you listen to stealing from older black musicians? No,
2: not at all. Musical appropriation doesn't bother me in the slightest. Really? There's a really neat web documentary, documentary called Everything Is A Remix. remix. You should check, check it
0: out. out. I will. Well, I mean, as certainly true to a certain extent, everything's a remix. Um, Goddard had a quote in one of his films about how, oh, Boris, it's about the Trump recorder recorder. about how music, all music goes back to just uh, Mozart's tonal theories, that like everything's just a reworking of that. But I mean, there are like, four chords. Right. <laughs> but there are like very direct things that were taken. Like, um, I guess Leslie wasn't a part of it, but like all those bans of recovering uh, Robert Johnson for years, and then fought it when uh, when his estate tried to get money from them, because it wasn't technically public domain, and his family, his descendants were still, like, poor. So even, like, stuff like that doesn't upset you?
2: Oh, no, that's different, different I guess. It's It's just just like anything anything else. else. When white people co-opt something, it reaches a far larger audience with more disposable income, stuff like Iggy-Australian Miley Cyrus. Now that bothers me.
0: Why does that bother you specifically then?
2: Because it's completely intentional. And not genuine.
0: Okay, the genuine part I guess is different. So you don't think they have like a genuine appreciation for the cultures they're co-opting?
2: No. Just another outlet to get a larger fan base. It's the safe version of black music.
0: I mean, I guess I'm not that well versed on music history and about the appropriation and all. I have like bits and pieces, but like, I mean, a lot of what was going on in the 60s, like with Elvis and stuff, was just, again, the safer version of that music. Um, I don't know that anybody went bankrupt because of it or anything. But it doesn't seem all that different or even led zeppelin like who was really going back and listening to albert king or anything any
2: white kids true like i said the larger white audience is more relatable with white artists so it all makes sense the music appropriation problems are just a small factor of the greater picture of how black people have been appropriated since the beginning
0: so even something like this you couldn't talk about with your friends or do you think you'd be able to? I do. Okay. That's comforting.
2: <laughs> My people of color friends understand it more. Like I said. White people instantly get defensive like I'm pointing the finger at them specifically and it's not that.
0: Though it is that when you're on gawker to an extent isn't it? Uh-huh. To like try and shock them out of that.
2: Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, the mirror. I want them to feel uncomfortable. If not on the internet, then where?
0: So your anonymity then, is that in case, like, it backfires on you? Or would that even be backfiring, or would that just be par for the course?
2: Well, I'm not worried about getting fired from my job or anything. I just don't want some lunatic harassing me in real life.
0: Okay, but why is that? Are you afraid of them, like, finding you physically, or are you just afraid of, like, your friends finding out about this online life? Both.
2: I have friends who share the same views deep down as some of these people on God. Like I said, it's casual racism. They don't see anything wrong
0: with it. Do you ever find that, like, problematic in your friendships? Do you ever feel like you should cut ties with these people? Yes.
2: But it's just not worth it sometimes. Burning bridges.
0: I'm not gonna ask what your job is or anything, but have you ever considered finding work that better— if it does better suit, uh, your views like trying to help out in these areas or do you like donate anywhere to like the Detroit Water Fund or anything?
2: I don't donate though I should and And in all honesty honesty, I have been saving up money money and and want to open open my own restaurant restaurant eventually which is is completely completely different different than than what I do now. I
0: mean in a situation like that do you think you'd be you'd reach out to the community at all do you think you'd have like free meals for any lower-income people, or, like, that you would donate the food at the end, like, the leftover food at the end of the night to a shelter or anything? Yes, yes all sorts, sorts of, programs of programs like that.
2: that. And, and
3: don't,
0: don't call, call me racist, racist again, again, but I, I would have, have a predominantly, predominantly person of color cast.
2: Color cast. What
0: Quote, affirmative, affirmative
1: action.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I understand. Because when there is a lack of resources, there is just a need to focus on them to get them to an even, uh… I guess an even position of disparity. (laughs) Have you gotten in many fights about affirmative action online and in life? Oh my gosh. (laughs) Countless.
2: That is a sore subject for some white people. They even want it for white people now.
0: You mean for, like, well-off white people or, like, white people from the Ozarks or something? Uh
2: Haha. No, it's like we gave you guys affirmative action for a while. The president's black. Everything's even. When, when is our turn?
0: <laughs> yeah, how about the next president?
2: How about the last 400 years?
0: They should know that deep down. I'm trying to think of other questions. I mean, is there anything you feel like people should know about you? Like gawker commenters, I guess? Or would that ruin your, like, mask on there?
2: I love everyone.
0: I I just just want want them them to feel uncomfortable.
2: I want want them to realize just how much it bothers them when they go online to their favorite websites and see racism turned towards them.
0: And do you ever worry that that might turn some people off to your cause or your message? Of course, it always does.
2: But some people get it, and it it just clicks.
0: Have you ever had a moment's pause of thinking maybe I shouldn't be doing this?
2: Yes. I do feel bad sometimes when I post more inflammatory comments. I've taken breaks. But like I said, it's when I get really frustrated with everything. It's an outlet. Say for example, all the Ferguson slash Baltimore stuff. I can't talk to my white friends in real life about that. It's really hard for people to empathize and understand when it doesn't affect them personally. That's why I love MBC, because he has a black son, and he understands. He has something to lose.
0: Yeah. though we also just said, like, he doesn't understand people that feel like they have to have, um... I can't think of a term, but like... A, a part, like, that has to affect them somehow to care. Like, and to say to him, like, well, you're not black, so why do you care? Like, he just doesn't understand that mindset.
2: Whenever people say you can't talk about X or Y because you're not that race, it's a sure sign of a racist. Everyone can talk, but white people should step back and listen first, then talk. So, anyway, anyway the, the main reason, reason I do, do go to, go to Gawker, Gawker is because, because I genuinely like the commentary, at. they make me laugh. I was a lurker for years before I started my, quote, stick. What do you mean
0: by started your stick? Do you mean you were posting before you started your current, uh, form, or whatever, your current character, I guess?
2: No. Fresh Beats was my first
0: account. I would, I would just get, get on and read
2: the comments.
0: And what ultimately provoked you to finally comment?
2: Honestly. I'm not sure. Just, just happened, happened, I guess.
0: But you were just like straight out the gate, this antagonistic sort of reverse race I never really thought about it that way, but I guess technically reverse racist character. I <laughs> had always had
2: these views. Yeah. Yes.
0: It, it started
2: so. it as a character.
0: So you didn't see fresh pieces like a of personality. You saw it as yourself still, but as a performance of sorts anyway. I well, maybe,
2: maybe that's not the right term. It, it started so. it as a sort of experiment. It's, it's my outrage it's towards white supremacy of embodied.
0: Of
2: a dark time. side of
0: me. But like it wasn't like you were putting on a new character. It wasn't like you were transforming yourself. It was just, it was all you, but just, uh, hyper-focused in a way. Yes. Yes, Exactly. Exactly.
2: Then Then I I began to find people that I really liked. Quote, friends of sorts. That's what kept me posting. People who understood and agreed with me.
0: Have you ever made friends with somebody that you started off antagonizing? Dead kittens. Really?
2: He would just post detracting comments on articles about racism, making a joke of it of sorts. Then we got to talking about music, and he's one of my favorite people on there now.
0: Does he still do that at all though?
2: No, he doesn't. That's what's awesome
0: he understands. So, did that come from talking to you, or did it, or was it, was it something you could see, like a process you could see, or was it something just on his end and all of a sudden he came back and he was okay all of a
2: sudden? I didn't change him. He He just just understood understood that you should stay silent and and just just listen in certain spaces. spaces. He was was never racist racist to begin begin with. with. You You know, he's a good guy.
0: But he was just sort of aimlessly trolling.
2: There are many users like that who get on an article about racism and they aren't necessarily racist but they make a joke of it and that's just as insulting to people of color. We just want to be taken seriously.
0: I only really have like one more question in mind and I- (laughs) this might not be the best response to uh ask it after but uh Have you ever, this relates back to earlier, and about people that you've sort of turned off and maybe turned away from your cause, have you ever gone back and tried to apologize to somebody? Have you ever felt, like, guilty enough to want to make amends with somebody you've upset more than you expected or wanted to? I mean, I think I have.
2: I honestly can't remember. But in a more general sense, I don't post such as inflammatory comments as I used to. That's another reason I wanted to leave the Fresh Beats tag behind.
0: Okay. But then why from an innocuous name like Fresh Beats to a highly charged name like Three-Fifths Compromise?
2: Because even when I don't post such inflammatory comments, my name still reminds people why black people are in the current state they are in.
0: Okay. Um, well, I think that covers everything for me. Do you have anything else you would like to add?
2: I'm not the evil, racist dude offline. I love everyone, and I try to empathize with everyone. The people I, quote, troll are people that deserve it, and it's just really fun. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> I would hope so, if you keep doing it.
2: Ha uh-huh. <laughs> Good talking to you, man.
0: Yeah, you too. Sorry
2: we couldn't video chat. It would have been more natural. Make it specific.
0: Thus concludes the interview with Three-Fifths Compromise. The music you heard during that was a band from Wisconsin, a all-woman trio called Deer. That was, I think, their debut release on... Uh, Galactic Intolerance Records which you can find on Archive, the Archive Uh, If you have trouble finding it you can go to thesmudge.bandcamp.com and he has a link to it because it's his website and uh, if you decide to visit it uh, post a comment or email The Smudge and tell him to get the fuck on this podcast or even dear because uh They sound pretty interesting. I'm enjoying their stuff. I'm actually going to leave this last song playing into the last bit. Which is called Tea Time with T. Volpone. A modern day pulp writer of sorts writing pamphlets, I guess, that you might stumble upon on Amazon when you're trying to learn something so the with T Voloon well,
3: that's good <laughs> like, I want't give it to Amazon now like I don't know what's Google gonna like what are you gonna do no, with all my stuff like, I email you and write about Zen <laughs> like, help yourself to it you know like NSA, come and take the,
0: the Zen. Zen. <laughs> <laughs> you probably need it you guys probably need it like, yeah. go ahead help yourself alright so yeah. I wanna just launch off from there and talk about uh what it is you do real quick introduce yourself a little bit and then we can
3: uh, start selling your books somebody's gotta start selling them <laughs> <laughs> this is they're not selling by themselves right. the vegetable book does okay vegetables do alright um, <laughs> But uh, you so like
0: how so what's this racket you're in exactly?
3: I write small like short they're like pamphlets like five to seven thousand words just mostly like stuff you see in Reader's Digest like gardening stuff I'm working on bees now backyard beekeeping again. And what do you know about like, these subjects? Nothing just <laughs> so just it's very much like writing a research paper. You just I've written like. About thirty thousand words on gardening, and I haven't grown anything since, like, putting a piece of corn in a cotton ball for a third-grade science fair.
0: Well, it's almost like they're paying you three dollars to Google stuff for them. Pretty much,
3: and then you just like, they're like, they're just short little books. Like, they're supposed to be casual. Like, if you read like a book about beekeeping, I don't think you'll be able to go keep bees, but you'll be able to get an actual book about beekeeping and understand it better yeah like I, I think of them as like primers for different subjects or talk to somebody that's a beekeeper for at least two minutes <laughs> yeah like that's like <laughs> <laughs> that's that would be nice like, <laughs> like... so i just kind of like i feel like i'm making it all up like i don't know what i'm writing about which is why i wanted to write about like occult stuff because i know what i'm writing about
0: yeah so tell. Like, Talk a little bit about both of those books and I'll put the links on the website.
3: Cool. So, the, the, I used to read tarot cards for money. Like, yeah, it was like reading and I, I read online, like which was like a fucking zoo. Like, over just, webcam, right? Yeah, and people just they'll ask you, like, like, I don't know if I should put my red socks on or my purple socks on today. Like, what do the cards say? They say you gotta pay me $3 a minute to find that out. <laughs> no, this is important. You need to tell me I'm special and need free services all the time. And I'm like, reading at the Renaissance fair is weirder <laughs> because there's like a higher um, price tag. Yeah. And you're talking like 30 bucks to get through the door and then another 25 bucks to sit down and have a reading plus all the other money you spent. Holy shit. So those people are a little more like, look, I'm really puzzled about something and it's the kind of problem where I've tried everything else and a tarot card reading at the renaissance fair seems like a viable solution to the problem. (laughs) (laughs) So that's a little more fun. But anyway, so I know a lot about the tarot. Yeah. So I wrote a book about it, which was like way easier than having to look shit up that you would never done before. (laughs) uh, It's the only uh, book I couldn't name my real name on, but I'm still not that proud of it. (laughs) That's the next question.
0: Um... (laughs) So what I'm really shamed by it. What, uh, what would people get out of reading that then?
3: Mostly when I write occult books. Occult philosophy, like across the board, is really, really simple. And it's supposed to be easy to understand. It's supposed to help you through like moments where you don't know what's going on. Like, help you get out of a panic attack or think around uh, some bad luck or something. It's But the way it's sold is just kind of a way to feed your ego and get magic powers and get over on everybody.
0: So if people read your books, are they going to get magic powers and get over on everybody?
3: No, they're probably going to get disappointed and be like, you know, you really want to learn magic, you got to be able to stare at yourself in the mirror for hours on end and pick out all your bad qualities and not let that ruin your mind game and like, make sure you know you're getting into, take a lot of time to think about this, it's not a joke, you know, like, all Boring stuff, but in my head, I'm like, he hee he, pull one <laughs> over on big spirituality, you know? Like, yeah, I the mean, there's a reason, yeah, like, you know, like, you don't need a 10,000 page book on how to sit still and breathe that comes with like DVDs and apps and like the option to join a newsletter or something, you just need to sit still and mess with your breathing and maybe a couple of notes. About different ways to breathe that's it it's just I'd like to simplify it and make it boring and practical instead of like make sure you have the proper color robe or else the whole thing is pointless I think that doesn't do anyone any good except sell more books about magic I'd rather you buy one magic book from me, read it, and call me an asshole. (laughs) Never read any more books about magic again. (laughs) Then you might actually learn some magic.
0: All right, so I'll put the links for it on the website, and what are the titles of these two? God,
3: you got me, man. Hang on. (laughs) The tarot book is called Tarot, Divination and Card Reading for Beginners. Okay. That's just, tarot card reading is full of bullshit. This, but it shouldn't be, it's just like, look at a picture, what pops into your head, and say that to the person, and eight out ten times you're gonna be in the ballpark. It's like, anybody can do it, like, and the more you do it, the easier it gets. So I had to like, make that sentence 5,000 words. <laughs> the second one is called, it's about Wicca, it's called Align with the Divine and become your own spiritual authority. <laughs> yeah, which is weird. The, the titles get picked based on like obviously based on marketing reason researches and stuff. So I just write the book and pass it off the ladder, and then when I see it, it's like it's got a goofy title, someone else's name on it, and a cool cover. Nice. But this one was neat because I wrote it with a woman who has like experience with a coven and practiced Wicca a, a lot. Oh, cool. So it wasn't like talking out my ass. Wicca is a neat. Like it's like a religion, so like you read about it and you're like, wow, this is great. But you go out and meet a bunch of people who say they're Wiccan, and you're like, oh Christ, delirious people. <laughs> uh, but in theory, like it's a neat way to look at the world.
0: All right, cool. Well, I'll have those links on the website, I think. If they awesome. have Amazon Prime, they can actually read them for free, maybe. Yeah, if they
3: um the Kindle Unlimited thing, they're yeah. all lendable. Yeah, they're all free to read with the Kindle Unlimited, and they're like two ninety nine. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> they, um, <laughs> you know, like it's not, not gonna break the bank. All right, you can get through them in a decent dump. <laughs> All right, so buy your rent tease
0: books while so you can read them while you're taking a dump and learn about your physicality. <laughs> the links are the on the website. It, yeah. All right, cool. I'm gonna Bye. end this. I will talk Thanks, to you again bro. in a couple weeks. Uh, take it easy, man. See you. You heard me Go to the blog and find links to T. Volpone's Kind of Books On Amazon about Wicked and shit Teach yourself Spirituality at home For What's that like Ten times less Than the cost of Eternal salvation through The Church of the Subgenius he fucking needs those guys unless they want to sponsor me, but they don't. I don't think. Do they? It's a part of Christian Genius. I'll gladly take your money or a free eternal salvation. Uh. Also, while you're at it, go check out Deer if you liked their music during uh, that guy's segment. To the space dude. Um, because it's free it's on the archive it's creative commons licensing so it's legally free and I think they have two more albums up there too and check out everything from everybody that's ever been on here in the past five episodes or whatever I should be able to count to five but I can't because why I'm not debating the people on here I'm just trying to learn from them how to be even less successful than I already am. But hey, at least I'm recording all these fucking host spots in one take each. Is it obvious? Holy shit, this has to go up in like. I don't know, half an hour. It doesn't have to, but it's going up in a half an hour. I spent the last ten hours working on this. You better have fucking enjoyed it, you ungrateful bastards. Well, Until next time... Take a shit read E.T.'s books. I have, like, special Amazon links on my page that give me four cents or something. Oh, and this last track that I'm starting to use now is by Lost Puppies. You can find more from him on lostpuppies.bandcamp.com. And in his other band with Jill Hackney, Mother Whore, which is motherwhore.bandcamp.com. You can also check him out in Philly if you haunt different open mic nights. That's it. Goodbye. I'm sorry.